0: And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O oh, the Pain Podcast. It is Monday. It is February thirteenth, and of course, it is twenty twenty three. The Joe Beningo oh, the Pain Podcast is brought to you by, of course, our good friends at DraftKings by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Don't forget this coming Friday, our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company, and of course, Anita Discount Tire. So yesterday. Yesterday, Super Bowl 57, the extravaganza that it is. And wrapped around the eternal pregame show and the eternal prognications and all the breakdown before the game and wrapped around all the stupid Super Bowl commercials and wrapped around the just outstanding halftime show by Rihanna. And not to mention, you know, all the great NFL fans that we saw in the stands that long-time Kansas City Chief fan Paul McCartney, that big-time Philadelphia Eagle fan. She goes all the way back to Randall Cunningham, Adele, right? (laughs) All the big-time NFL fans that we were so happy to see at the game. Didn't you enjoy seeing Elon Musk sitting there with Rupert Murdoch? Didn't you enjoy seeing our favorite commissioner, Roger? Don't call me Pete Rozelle. God forbid, Goodell, okay? Sitting there with uh, Mrs. Kelsey, you know, Jason and uh, Travis's mother, right? Sitting there in her combination eagle chief outfit and all of that. And I think maybe Rogers. I I heard Rogers getting a $10 million raise after this game. That's what I'm hearing. So wrapped around all of that pomp and circumstance, guess what? We had a football game. How about that? A football game to determine – The championship of the National Football League. Yes, indeed. They did play a football game last night amongst all the other, you know, trimmings. And really, uh, uh, with the real show, which was anything but football, as we know. And it was a great game. The Chiefs win their second championship in four years. Their third Super Bowl appearance in four years, right? Patrick Mahomes, tremendous, the MVP, Andy Reid has established himself now, one of the great head coaches in the history of the NFL, and on and on and on. 38 35, the final score. The Chiefs come from 24 14 down at halftime. Uh, Mahomes overcomes what looked like another injury to his ankle to have that great second half. Remember, he had that 20 yard run on a bad ankle for a first down. It was unbelievable. I don't know how he did it, but he did. You know, tremendous. And it was a great game, and it went right down to the wire. But of course, The game has to be mauled by the absolutely brutal officiating in the NFL. Again, the NFL officiating rears its ugly head and puts a black mark on an otherwise tremendous championship game. Because if you are a fan today of the Philadelphia Eagles, even if you're a chief fan or you have no dog in the hunt like me you could care less who wins this game how ticked off were you that the officials decide to uh, let's decide this game on a extremely and I would I I can't underline the word enough extremely ticky tack call on that illegal contact call on third down against the former giant James Bradbury what? How the hell do you make that call? Tell me, seriously, I, I I still can't. But Now, maybe Kansas City maybe wins anyway. But how how different is this, okay? So it's third and whatever, third and eight, third and nine, less than two minutes to go in the game. Mahomes throws an incomplete pass in the end zone. But wait, but wait, we can't. You know, and of course, at that point, the Chiefs would have had to kick the field goal right then and there. And the Eagles would have had about a minute and a half at least to come down and tie or win the game. I think they might have had one timeout. They might not have had any. I'm not sure what the timeout. I forget. I was so incensed by the horrific freaking call that I, you know, kind of lost sight of, you know, whether or not there was a, pen, uh, a, uh, a timeout left for Philadelphia or not. But what happened? So when that happens, so of course, of course, automatic first down, Now, what are you going to do? The Chiefs can basically almost run the clock out to the last couple seconds to kick the game-winning field goal. And the Eagles actually tried to, you know, let Kansas City score. But I forget who was it, Pacheco? I guess it was McKinnon, Pacheco, whoever it was. You know, they let him walk into the end zone from the 10-yard line, but he very smartly goes down at the 1 to keep the clock going. And, of course, eventually with like, you know, 11 seconds left or whatever was left in the game. Harrison Buckner kicks the field goal, that wins it for the Chiefs, 38-35. And obviously, the Eagles have really no time now with, you know, seconds left in the game to come back and try to tie the game. I, You know, I am so sick and tired. How do you decide a champ? You know, this is not a game in November, you know. This is not the sixth game of the year in October, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? This is not some nondescript team, a game between two teams that you know, are going to be the first and second, get the first and second pick in the draft because they stink, right? No. This is an NFL championship game, and the goddamn officials had to fuck it up again. I'm sorry, man. I, I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't say it like that, but that's exactly what they did. I am so disgusted, really. They had to do it again. We had to see this happen. Why? I'm I'm just brutally disgusted by it all. I really am. Did they really have to make that call at the end of the game? Was that call necessary to be made to decide the game? You couldn't let that go, right? This wasn't like at the end of the uh, AFC championship game when Mahomes got hit clearly out of bounds by uh, the defensive end. There. I forget his name for Cincinnati. Okay, you know, there's no way you got to call that. That's a late hit out of bounds. There's no way around it. It is what it is. It wasn't some obvious false star penalty. It wasn't some obvious offsides penalty. No, no, none of that. It was a very, very subjective and ticky-tack borderline call on James Bradbury that the, the officials say, ah, ah, let's stick it to Philadelphia. And I'll tell you right now, if I am an Eagle fan today, I am delirious. No, I really, I, I'm delirious. I really am. And I'm not even an Eagle fan and I'm delirious because they screwed up a great game. What a tremendous game this was. Patrick Mahomes with a just an all-time performance. Jalen Hurts, who had a phenomenal game himself. He scored three rushing touchdowns, threw a touchdown pass to A.J. Brown. Did have that fumble which really was a very big play in the game. I mean, you go back into the first half of this game, the Eagles are up 14-7. They're in complete, really complete control of the game. They had the ball for basically the entire first half. The chief offense was hardly on the field. And the Eagles are driving again, and you're starting to get the feeling, man, Philadelphia is like, you know, they may, re- they may, re- they may blow the doors off Kansas City in this game. You were starting to, you know, kind of get that feeling, the momentum was all going in that direction, right? And then Jalen Hurts just drops the ball, just fumbles. I mean, he wasn't hit. The ball wasn't knocked out of his hands. He just drops the freaking ball, and Nick Bolden picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown to tie the game at 14-14. And I know the Eagles came back. They took that 10-point lead at halftime and all of that. I get it, right? No doubt. But I thought that was a monster play in this game because the momentum was all on Philadelphia's side at that time. And like I said, you really kind of got the feeling that the Eagles were going to take complete control of this football game. And that fumble was huge in the game. But again, great game. Mahomes was terrific. How about the how about the game? If you're a Giant fan, you're sitting there. Remember last year, you had to watch Odell Beckham, even though he wound up getting hurt in the game for the Rams have a big game in the Super Bowl as they go on to beat Cincinnati. I mean, right? So you're a Giant fan. You're like, oh, Odell Beckham, look at this. Of course, he's winning the Super Bowl with the Rams, right? Of course he is, right? So now that was – you got to see – forget Odell Beckham. Though. So now you got to see Cedarius Tony, right, right, who the Giants traded away. The guy couldn't stay on the field for the Giants. He was absolutely – what he was out there, he did basically nothing – but he was always hurt, constantly hurt, Tony, on and on in his Giant career. So the Giants trade him to the Chiefs, and you're a Giant fan, and you got to sit there and watch this guy. Not only does he catch a touchdown pass in a game from Holmes, but one of the biggest plays in the game, a 65-yard punt return by Tony all the way down to the Philadelphia five-yard line that basically, well, doesn't basically, it sets up the touchdown that puts the Chiefs ahead. 28-27 at that point in the game. So you got to see that if you're a Giant fan. Like, really? So last year, I got to see Odell Beckham win a Super Bowl with the Rams. And now I got to see Tony win a Super Bowl with the Chiefs and have a big game on top of it. Oh, God. And I'm sure no Giant fan was crying for James Bradbury, even though he got absolutely hosed on that call. I, I just can't get over that, that they had the nerve. The, the nerve these officials who stink right had the nerve to make that call and then I got to hear and a good job by Greg Olson yesterday on the broadcast because yeah he really emphasized that call and that that call was did not need to be made I mean let's be honest you know in that point in the game you needed to make that call you, did you really right he barely touches the guy just let the call go let him play. Don't decide the game on that, but of course the officiating in the NFL—what a disaster! I can only think of one thing that's a bigger disaster than the NFL officiating, and I'm not going to say what it is. But if you know me, you'll you'll know. And I'm not talking about the Jets here. <laughs> but it is an absolute disgrace that we had to see that game decided like that. Now maybe the Chiefs would have won anyway. Maybe they would have. But wouldn't you have liked to seen? You know, Philadelphia, especially if you have no dog in the hunt here, wouldn't you have liked to see Philadelphia with a down three, with a chance to to drive to at least tie or maybe win the game at the end, right? Didn't you think they deserved that shot when the officials took it away from them? I I, I am so disgusted. And then I got to see that absolute garbage of uh, uh, commissioner Roger give me another ten million a year, Godell, right? I got to see this guy, right? Tell you how great the officiating is. How happy they are with the officiating in the NFL. How the hell could you be happy? Oh, oh, what a disgrace. (laughs) There's no other way to say it. It's a freaking disgrace. And I hope somebody out there that's involved in this league is out there screaming like I am today that we needed to see that happen there was no freaking need for that whatsoever. I, I, I really, I am so ticked off. I, I can't even begin. I'm watching the game. I'm all pumped. Great game. Oh, great ending. Look at this. It's gonna be and then they just take the freaking air out of the balloon. I'm sorry. I said balloon with what's going on in the country with balloons, but they got to take the, they got it. Oh, maybe they shot it down. Oh, maybe Oh, they just shot another one down. Where was that? Oh, oh don't worry. It's okay. Don't, don't worry about It's cool, DWAI. Don't worry about it anyway, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I I I just I I am so aggravated today about this. How do you how do you let that happen? How do the officials have to stick their face in and ruin a game? Because that's exactly what happened, as far as I'm concerned, in this football game. And here's another thing, too, that ticked me off. How bad was the field, right? How many guys did you see in this game slip because the field was too slick because they had to paint over the field because, of course, it's the Super Bowl. Who cares about the players? Ah, If you tear your knee up, who gives a damn, right? Ah, (laughs) ah, ah, Right? Roger, uh, he's so concerned about everything, the fans, the players. Yeah, BS. Who's kidding who? How many times did we see these guys falling down? They're falling because they got to paint the stupid Super Bowl logo. They got to paint it. The, apparently, they painted the field sometime before the game. Now, why would you do that? Why? You, they're lucky that nobody really got hurt you know, slipping in this game because there was a lot of that in this football game, a lot. But eh, don't worry about it, Roger. Don't worry about it, Roger, right? Give me another $10 million, another 10 mil for Raj. He's underpaid. What a disgrace! I I, I really I'm I, I'm I'm livid this morning. It was a tremendous football game, right? And it had to be marred by the officiating again. And then I got to hear Pereira. Don't you love this too? As Greg Olson is going on about this call, and rightfully so. Okay, good job by him. You know that's because he's a Jersey guy. Good good job by Olson. And then I got to hear Mike Pereira. How much can how much do you dislike Mike Pereira? I got to hear. Well, you know it was a good call. What was a good call, Mike. Did that call have to be made? Seriously. Why did that call have to be made? Why did this official decide that he had the power to determine that I'm going to decide who wins this game now? Right? Because that's basically what he did. Because once he made that call, the game was over. That was it. There was no way the Chiefs weren't winning the game. Let's be real. Once he made that horrific freaking call, the game was over. And I don't care if you're a Chief fan. Chief uh, an eagle fan, like I said, don't have, didn't have, a, uh, uh, didn't care who won the game. You know, certainly if you had big money on the Eagles, you were not very happy that that call was made. Let's be honest, you were not. Okay, if you bet this game, you were not happy about it. Unbelievable. And how about also? And I hate to keep going into the officiating, but I have to because it just makes me so freaking delirious. So there were three in this football game. There were three separate. Uh, reviews, big reviewed plays in this game. You had the first one early on, similar to what we saw in the NFC title game where Devontae Smith caught a pass down the sideline and it looked, they called it a catch on the field. They looked at it for an hour and a half because God forbid, you know, you see it twice. And you know, I knew after the second, I knew right away it was not a catch. You could see when Smith hit the ball or hit the ground, the ball was coming out. It came out, hit the ground. So after an hour and a half, after another four commercials, oh, there goes Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Oh, great. Okay, after that, oh, oh is there Serena Williams? Oh, she needs the money. Anyway, after all of that, right, another couple commercials, let's, let's put them in, okay? They determined that it was an incomplete pass. Oh, really? No kidding. Look, like I needed all that, right? And I forget whether Pereira came on and pontificated about it or not. I don't even know. He probably did. You know, he's making – how much money does that guy make? Talk about a guy that's getting – that that's that's stealing money. How about Mike Pereira? Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. So that was the first of the reviewed plays. The second one to me, okay, and this turn – and it didn't matter because the Chiefs wound up winning the game anyway, right? I thought it was a fumble, right? That pass from Hurts, I forget who it was. Was it Barnwell? Is that his name, Barnwell? Was it him? Was it Sanders? Was it Boston Scott? Whoever it was. Catching a pass, gets belted. The ball comes out. Nick Bolton, again, picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown. Would have been his second fumble return for a touchdown in a game for Bolton. Maybe he would have won the MVP if that would have stood instead of Mahomes, but whatever, probably not. So, okay, so now here we go again. We're going to review this. We're going to look at this for 20 minutes. Here we go, right, because they call it a – they call it a fumble and a touchdown on the field, which is what they should do so they could look at it with the stupid review nonsense and all, okay? So, of course, we hear from Pereira. Well, he caught the ball, and I'm so glad he's, that Pereira's there. What will we do without him? He <laughs> caught the ball, right? He caught the ball. He turned. He hit the ground with two feet, but he didn't make that third move, so it's an incomplete pass. Now, Really? You know, for my entire life watching football, that's a fumble, right? To me, that's a fumble. Maybe to you, it's not a fumble. Obviously, to the brilliant officials in the NFL and, and the great Roger Goodell, it wasn't a fumble. The great Mike Pereira, let's not forget him, it wasn't a fumble. So they review it. Obviously, they call it an incomplete pass. Okay, so that's in the second one. And like I said, the Chiefs wound up winning the game anyway. So in the grand scheme of things, it didn't matter. The officials made, made sure they made up for that by that call against Bradbury with the game on the line, right? So that was the second one. The third one, and they actually got this one right, was a pass on the sideline from Hurts to Dallas Goddard, who really had a very good game, terrific tight end. makes an, made, made about three or four really difficult catches in this game too, Goddard. He really did. He had a number of them. So he catches this when he very – like three really – very difficultly uh, the, uh, contested catches. He makes the catch on the sideline, has the ball, gets one foot down. Looks like the ball moves again, but he recontrols it. Gets the second foot down. They look at it for an hour and a half. And I thought it was a catch the whole way. And then after an hour and a half and after a couple more commercials, oh, there's Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, there's Joan Jett, who looks like she's 150. Or, you know, Gene Simmons, who they got all, you know, and all the kiss things. I mean, stop... Can we stop have financial people call being called rock stars? Can we stop it now? Oh, my God. So after they do that, okay, and they come back and they determine, you know, exactly who, you know, and eh, where they call it a catch, which it was. They got that one right. So we saw plenty of the officiating, and it really wasn't that bad an officiated game. It really wasn't until we got to the end and the officials decided, they would make sure the Chiefs won the football game. What a disgrace! I just I can't. Thank God the season's over, so I don't have to look at the horrific officiating in the NFL for at, until September now. Oh my God! All right, let's get the uh, let's get the spots in here. All right, we'll start we'll start with DraftKings, and again I want to thank them so much for all you know being with me the for the second consecutive year during the football season. And look, I hope you made some money on DraftKings yesterday, betting betting the Super Bowl. Uh, If you didn't, there's plenty of things to bet now. You got so many things going on. You got the NBA, you got the NHL, you got the college basketball, you got golf. How about Scotty Scheffler winning his second straight Phoenix Open yesterday? Uh, WM, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which is always a uh, wild scene uh, there in Scottsdale uh, watching that game, TPC Scottsdale and watching that game, watching that. Um that tournament. Great job by Sheffler as he winds up winning it for the second straight year. Love the love the Phoenix Open and the the fact that it takes you right into the to the Super Bowl. But anything that you're going to be betting on, baseball will be coming up soon. And don't tell me that it's the baseball season yet, because baseball season starts on April 1st, whenever they're really playing baseball. Not when the you know pitches and catches are going down to spring training. No, no, no. No, I'm sorry. Not yet. Anyway, but I want to thank again the people at DraftKings. And look, if you're gonna bet on anything, make sure you make sure you use DraftKings. It's uh, the one that Beningo recommends. But thank again, thank the DraftKings people again. Of course, I need a discount tire. Uh, my son Johnny, who now it looks like Derek Carr is not such a lock to go to the Saints because Derek Carr has now said that he will not accept the trade anywhere from the Raiders. So how about that? I'll get into that a little more on the other side. But go, Anita Discount Tires, go see my, my son, Johnny. Go see his boss, Harry. They're great people. Tell him Beningo sent you. You need tires, you need any work done on your car, Anita Discount Tire in uh, in Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue is the place to go. Tell him Beningo sent you. And, of course, last but not least, the great Hackensack Brewing Company. We will be there Friday night uh, for our next live podcast. JJ will join us, John Jastrzemski. We may have some other surprises as well. We'll see how that plays out. So check us out at the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, Friday night, this Friday night, the 17th at 7 o'clock. And you know the deal. It's located uh, just 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, 30 seconds off Route 4 in, in Hackensack. Check out the tap room, open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8, Sunday. Again, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. See Mike Jones. See everybody over there, TJ, Herb, the entire crew, Andre, everybody. Tell them I sent you. Make sure when you go there, you have one of my uh, Oda de Pain beers. And again, we will uh, see you uh, seven o'clock Friday night for the next live podcast uh, at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Okay, uh, continue on here. I want to. I want to get. I mentioned this thing about Derek Carr. Uh, it looked like Derek Carr was going to get traded to the Saints. Was on his way to uh, to New Orleans. They were talking back and forth the Raiders and the Saints. And now Derek Carr has gone to the Raiders and said, screw you, I am not accepting a trade anywhere. And you know what? He's just going to let them cut him and he'll play it out and he's going to go sign somewhere in free agency. So he now, because of that, to me, is back on the table for the Jets or anybody. All right? So that's probably a good thing because I thought he was off the table. Now I'm not so sure anymore. And I, I give Derek Carr credit. I don't blame him at all because he basically told told the Raiders to stick it up their rear end. You couldn't wait to get me out of here. Josh McDaniel, what a great coach he is, right? Couldn't wait to get me the hell out, right? Couldn't wait me to get, get me out of uh, Vegas, okay? Even though he's been a solid player for them for a number of years and has his whole career so far, okay? So why the hell should you get anything for trading for me, right? Why should you get draft choices or players back you shouldn't get anything? You basically dumped me unceremoniously. So you know what? I'm dumping you unceremoniously. BS, you're not getting anything for me. I'm going to be a free agent, and you're not getting diddly squat in return. And that's basically what Derek Carr said to the Raiders. So good for him. God bless him. Good job, Derek. And he's still in play for the New York Jets. So we'll see how all that plays out when all is said and done. So he's still very much in play uh, for the Jets. There's no question about that. And uh, by the way, I guess now, I guess Aaron Rodgers this week, for those who you know are following the whole Aaron Rodgers saga, I guess this week Aaron Rodgers will go into the dark room, okay? <laughs> he's going to be slipping into darkness uh, uh, maybe later on today for all we know, right? He's going to some resort where he's going to play a lot of money to go into a dark room for four days, right? just him right no shower he's not gonna shower for four days I mean that room might not smell so great okay I don't think so I don't think they have a shower they put the food under the door like he's in you know like he's in a Russian prison somewhere okay <laughs> right no seriously I mean that's what they you know that's what they do okay um all right does he have a clock in there does he I don't know I don't know what he's got he doesn't have a TV so he's just gonna sit there in silence and you know, meditate for four days. So, you know, like I said, God bless him. And then when he comes out, he'll see the light. And we can only hope as Jet fans that when he sees that light, it comes down in green. It comes down from the heaven in green and says, Aaron, the Jets. Aaron, the Jets. Right? You can only hope that that's what happens when he comes out of the room. Right? You know the song White Room by Cream? I think I mentioned that the other day. Well, this is the dark room, okay? In the dark room with black curtains in the station. Okay, I'll stop now. You know, the late Jack Bruce is turning over with me singing it. But anyway, so Aaron Rodgers is in the dark room, and hopefully when he comes out, uh, he will see the light. He'll see the green flowing down, and it will say jets. The Green will flow down. And it'll say Jets. We can only hope that that's the case when all is said and done. Speaking of the Jets, and I got back to wrap up the Super Bowl again. I have come up with a great slogan, right, for the Jets' upcoming 2023 season. Right? Woody, pay attention, Woody. You should put this on when you got the media guide or the yearbook or whatever it is. Maybe, you know, like you could put this outside of the wonderful, maybe like on top of of the chandelier at MetLife. Maybe you could put it on there. I got a great slogan for this coming year for the Jets, right? Because this is now 54 consecutive years, right, without a Jets Super Bowl appearance. So next year it will be 55. So I think with the slogan for the Jets in 2023, the drive for 55. (laughs) What do you think? Right? Sounds good, right? Joey, what do you think? You're listening to this. Joey, what do you think? You like it? Huh? Kenny, what do you think? I'm asking all my Jet fans, Tommy, your thoughts, the drive for 55. <laughs> Maybe I have to get in touch with the coach and see if he likes it. Coach, what do you think? The drive for 55. Right? Going for a 55th consecutive year without a Super Bowl appearance. How great is it? Oh, my God. What a disaster. Oh, my God. I know it's a bigger disaster. My franchise or a horrific officiating in the NFL. I guess it's my my franchise, really. Although the officiating is close. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, do I, I tell you, man. You, oh, God. I am so aggravated by this call last night. There was no need. And I really hope somebody with some balls, okay, <laughs> that has some pull in this league says something about it. Somebody. Get out there, you know, show some guts and and, and tell it like it is. About the absolutely horrific officiating in the National Football League and how it reared its ugly head again in Super Bowl Fifty Seven. So, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. God bless them. Um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm actually I'm getting very tired of them. I really am. And thank God. And here's another thing, too. And and look, Patrick Mahomes, one of the all-time greats. Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, all of that, right? But let me let, let me just say one more thing, too. You know what the best part now that Super Bowl's over? I don't have to see all these frauds, right? That every all of a sudden they're a chief fan. They would, they would, they would, they couldn't name two guys on the Chiefs outside of maybe Mahomes and Kelsey, and they're trying to tell you they're a chief fan. Or these people who are Eagle fans, right? Really, let's be honest about it. They wouldn't know Jalen Hurts from, uh, you know, I don't know a Hurts commercial. I have no idea. So I'm glad that we don't have to see that nonsense anymore. But everybody, enjoy your week. I'll talk to you Friday at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Uh, What else can I say? Football's over all the love.